Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today you're going to hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. We have been in a, a sermon series for the last three weeks. Uh, it's entitled Overview. Because one of the things I've, I've learned about life is that how you, your big picture view of things, how you look at life in general in big terms makes all the difference in the world of how you live your life. And what I've discovered is that, and I'm sure David vouched for this, is we sometimes we're counseling with people and talking with them, and all of a sudden we get to this situation where we realize that they are not seeing the world the way it really is. They aren't seeing it the way God says it is. And, and you can help them, all of a sudden you can see the lights go on, and it's like, this changes everything. And, and so uh, what we're talking about in this series is really important because we're trying to see what is the big picture view? How do we as Christians look at life? How are we supposed to look at life so that we can live life the way the Lord intends? And, and really what we're seeing, we're boiling this down to some major choices that we make because of how we view the world. And, and so we saw three weeks ago that we must choose truth over feelings. Not that feelings are not valid, they are, they're very important. They're like, remember like a, the warning lights on the dashboard of your life or like uh, real positive reinforcements for good and right things. Uh, but they are, are really bad at determining what's true. And so we wanna make sure that we take truth from the word of God and, and make sure that, that we choose that over our feelings. And then we saw that uh, we must choose Jesus over everything. That makes sense because Jesus really is Lord and when we choose him over everything, everything else starts to find its rightful place. Our other relationships, authority relationships and all that finds where it belongs when Jesus, when we choose him over everything else. And then last week we talked about choosing the spiritual over the material. And one of the things we made a point of saying last week is we aren't saying choose the spiritual instead of the material. Because this is, a, this is a world in which we live, right? Bodies, things, people, uh, stuff that goes on. This is where we live our lives. But if we live like this is all there is, oh man, we're gonna make some really bad choices. And so what we have to do is bring the spiritual reality, the fact that there is a God and that he, his truth is true and the principles from the spirit, we have to bring that to bear in this material world. And that brings us to the um, subject that we want to talk about today. And, and as we begin, let's talk to you about time a little bit. Time. Um, who in here today, and we're, I, want, I want feelings back. I'm not looking for a truth at this moment. I want how you feel. Who feels like you don't have enough time to get everything done? Most of them. Yeah, right? We, we all find our struggling with that. So that's a very natural thing. Uh, but I want you to understand, it, it, on the face of it, we would say that we all have the same amount of time, don't we? Same you know, amount of days, long we're alive, same amount of time. Um, but do you know, technically, that's not true? Okay, Rich, you ready for a big one? <laughs> all right. Albert Einstein, 
did his, his research and he, he predicted the, the general theory of relativity and he worked more on that and he came up with the special theory of relativity. And there's some real implications for time in that. And uh, he showed that time is not static. It isn't the same. It's, it's relative to other things. How fast time goes by. We just kind of said, well, that's, you know, mind-blowing. But I want to say, they did some experiments to verify this. And what they've done is this. They took two atomic clocks. And atomic clocks are, are the best timekeepers because they are just rock solid. Two atomic clocks that kept identical time. And what they did is they took one of those clocks and put it in an airplane and went up and flew around fast for quite some time and then landed. And when they got back and looked at the clocks, less time had passed on the clock that was up in the air flowing around. Now that just doesn't make sense to me. But this is Einstein's theory of relativity. And the way they uh, talk about this, the example that's often used is a spaceship, twins, and sending one into space. And, and so what we're gonna do here in the next couple minutes is watch a video that will explain this to you. And you'll see how this, well you won't understand how it works, but you'll see how it works. Crazy or what? All right, but the theory seems to hold, and the experiments they do seem to support that. Now, what does that have to do with how we live our lives? Like nothing, right? <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, but what I want to see, this idea of time being relative, what I want to say to you today is that what you experience in life and what the results are of how you live your life are also relative to how you view time and how you look at life with respect to that issue. And so there is a connection. Uh, the, the end results are relative to what we believe as we move along. So when we're thinking about time, you know, all around the world, uh, you know, they have the wise men, different backgrounds, different religions, and often they end up agreeing on a number of things. And, and one of those things that we find in the wisdom of the world is this, that you should make choices today with tomorrow in mind, okay? Go ahead and put that up if you would, Mitchell. That we need to make choices today with tomorrow in mind. We still have to make choices today and with what's going on, but we wanna make it with the thinking, okay, how is this going to do what? Affect what happens tomorrow and the next day in the future, okay? Now, we, we get this, because you think about this, depending you know, on what the condition of your your cupboards are at home, your refrigerator, if you want to have food in the house tomorrow, you may have to make certain choices today. That makes sense, right? Uh, we understand health. If I want to be healthy in a few years, as I get older, I better do something today about that. How about retirement? Okay, if you want to be able to retire and, you know, not be a pauper, you have to think, oh, I need to decide when. Today, now, to plan for that and make different choices today. So we're making these choices with an eye toward the future. Now, the book of Proverbs, the wisdom of God, also includes this idea. We have the teaching in there about the ant. The ant who all summer works hard storing up food and in the fall and the harvest time stores up food so that when winter comes and there is no food to harvest, it what? It has food. So it's the idea of thinking ahead and doing now so that you're prepared for the future. 
Uh, it also talks about, it says a wise person looks forward and anticipates what's going to happen and avoids a lot of trouble because of it. And it even says, if you want to be wise in the future, you better start working on it today because it's not just going to happen then. Okay, so this whole idea of thinking toward the future is just a, a wise thing, okay? And we can see it in our lives here today. Well, the Bible takes that thought and really expands that thought into a much bigger kind of realm. And that's what we want to look at today. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, page 1329 that's in the Bible under the chairs there. We really encourage you to follow along if you don't have a Bible with you. Pick that Bible up and turn to one, page 1,329. You see, before we look there, just think about your life. That what you are experiencing today, the things that you are dealing with today, have been shaped by the choices you made yesterday and the days before. Does that make sense to you? What you're experiencing today is, is, has been shaped by previous choices. And what you are going to experience tomorrow will be shaped by the choices that you make today. All right? And so this is an important concept. But let's look and see how the Bible expands on this. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul is talking about the challenges, the trials, but how in the middle of all those challenges and trials, why they continue going forward and how they're able to do it. And he kind of summarizes down here in verse 16 through 18, chapter 4. He says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So let's, let's go back and work our way through this phrase by phrase here. Verse 16 again. Therefore we do not lose heart. Paul is saying what we're believing and how we are looking at the world enables us not to lose heart. Now I'm not looking for anybody to raise your hand today, but have you ever lost heart? When a person loses heart, they are in a desperate situation. Because as long as you don't lose heart, you can keep trying and keep making choices and keep, but when you lose heart, you really give up. And so it's so important that we not lose heart in life. And, and so Paul is saying, hey, this view of the world and th this choice that we're going to talk about enables us not to lose heart. So what is that? Well, let's continue. He says, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Okay, so this takes us back to last Sunday and our, our, our message from the Word then, is that we choose the spiritual over the material. The inward man, the spiritual part of us over the outward man, the material part of us. So uh, part of not losing hope is viewing the world in this way. And saying, okay, wait, there's a spiritual reality. It's just not all about this. Because I tell you what, if it's all just about this, I think I might lose heart. See, but it's not all just about this. It's about the spiritual reality. 
that permeates, should permeate all of this. And so he says that, but then he continues, verse 17, he says, for our light affliction. So light affliction, that means, yeah, it's a little troublesome, right? Yeah, it's kind of hard, not a big deal. But I want you to see what he's talking about. Go back up into verse seven. He says, but we have this treasure, talking about God, the life of God and all that he's doing in us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. And here's the description. He says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. And he goes on, talks about how we are called on to die, sometimes actually give our lives, not just give up things in our lives. But the list is hard pressed, perplexed, persecuted, struck down, death. And he calls it in verse 17, our what? Light affliction. How can you call that kind of stuff light affliction? Um, there has, Paul has to be looking at the world differently than what comes natural. Because when you look at the world naturally, those things are not light afflictions. They are big deals. And for Paul, they went on and on and on and on and on. But here he says somehow for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. If you imagine right now the hardest thing that you've ever faced in life, the things that you really had to struggle with, and, and maybe you're still struggling with here today, right? It's, it's kind of overwhelming to the most difficult, painful things that you experience in life. What if you knew that, you know what, if I can hang on one more day, it's all getting better, and you really knew that? Would that change things? Sure it would. It's, it's when we're going along and saying, I don't see this getting better tomorrow or the next or the next one. I don't ever see this getting better, okay? That's when we get overwhelmed. But Paul somehow has a view of life here that is enables him to call those really hard things a light affliction and to view them as being just for a moment, just for a little time. How can he do that? What is it? Well, let's continue because he's gonna reveal this to us. He says here, these things, he says, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. This is doing something, these things. But he says, what? What kind of weight of glory? An eternal weight of glory. And so here we see the beginnings of understanding this view of the world. Paul says, this thing that's happening right now is accomplishing something that's gonna matter forever, something that will be a good thing forever, something I will be happy about forever. And as he starts to look at that, it starts to change how he views these things that are happening to him. So how, when we talked about how, what we experience in life and where it takes us is relative to how we view this time issue. So let's continue. He says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. And the idea of look, and uh, 
Well, hang on a second. Seen and non-seen. We're back to last week again, right? The spiritual over the material. The unseen over what we can see. Okay? And so he says, we focus on, while we look on, we focus on the spiritual. What we can't see. We have to focus there and bring that to bear on the material which we can see. Tell you what, if you focus the other direction, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Okay, we have to get it in this direction. So he says that, and then he says this. For the things which are seen, this material world, the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so this is the perspective that changes how you view everything that goes on in your life. And if you get nothing else when you leave here today, take this with you. That you need to choose the eternal over the temporary. Choose the eternal over the temporary. In other words, make sure that eternal values govern what you do today and tomorrow. Next, make sure eternal values are governing. Now, now why is this so important? Well, the first reason is because eternity is a lot longer than this life. <laughs> I mean, we're talking a lot longer. How many of you like to go to the beach? I like to go to the beach. I do. And it's all the sand, you know, it's cool. I mean, it's warm, <laughs> whatever. But pick up one grain of sand. Can you imagine one grain of sand? And think of every of compare that to every grain of sand on that beach. This one grain of sand is like your life and that beach is like eternity. Except not really. Compare this one grain to every grain of sand on every beach in the whole world. That's your life compared to eternity. How, how many stars are there? Let's one star, let's compare one star to every other star in the universe. And scientists estimate that there are 10 trillion galaxies with 100 billion stars in each. And you end up with a, a one with 24 zeros behind it. I don't even know what that number's called. One star compared to that. That's like our lives compared to eternity. How about, if you notice, it seems to me, the longer I go and the more I read and experience, there's a lot of money in the world. Have you noticed that? I mean, I don't have it. <laughs> you don't have it. But there's a lot of money out there. And so I think, what if I, you know, one dollar compared to all of the rest of the money in the world. Now, if, if somehow this was possible, if we said, hey, if you'll give us that dollar, we'll give you all the rest of the money in the world. Who would make the deal? Sign me up, okay? Because we get that, right? This is small compared to that and we willingly spend this to get that. Well, think about your life. If you live to be 75 years or so, you will live through about 40 million minutes. 40 million minutes. Compare that to one minute. You think, this one minute of my life, compared to all the minutes of my life, that's like eternity. This is my life, that's eternity. 
Let me ask you, if I could say to you, listen, if you will, I, I've got some things here that I want you to pay attention to for this one minute. I want you to do them, and I'll tell you what, it's gonna be hard to do them. In fact, there's gonna be pain involved in doing them. In the middle of this minute, you're gonna say, I don't think I can do this, and all that, but I tell you what, if you'll hang on for that minute, every other minute of your life will be awesome. Would you be willing to suffer for that one minute? Well, see, that's the way our life is compared to eternity. Eternity is a whole lot longer than this life. So it makes all the sense in the world to choose the eternal over the temporary. All right, and uh, the second reason that this is so important is because today's choices have eternal results for good or bad. Every day when we make our decisions, whether we're conscious of them or not, we're making decisions that will have an impact on eternity. If you have received Christ as Savior, you had that time in your life when you realized that you had sinned against God and you believed Jesus died for you and rose again and you opened your heart up and by faith received him as Savior. Uh, you know, your sins were forgiven, you received eternal life. If that's you, when your life comes to an end, at some point here in heaven with the Lord, and, and I'm kind of visualizing the specific details are not the point. But what you will find yourself is standing with the Lord and evaluating your life. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 says this. It says, for we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. This is a judgment reward. This is not about getting, you know, making it to heaven or hell. You, if you've received Christ, you're already on your way to heaven. That's settled. This is about how did you do with your life? Will you be rewarded for your life? Or will you suffer loss for all those things that didn't really matter? And so we'll stand there with the Lord and evaluate, how, what did you do with this? Oh, see this decision? Oh yeah, remember this time in your life? And, and look, and I guarantee you, at that point in time, the only thing that will matter to us is we will just want to have things that we chose that honored him, right? And pleased him. And were the things that he wanted us to do, things that would bring reward and be a blessing to us for all eternity. That's what we'll want. But what will we get? All we will get is reward for whatever we chose to do today that was of eternal value. Every day, right? You see what I'm saying? That's, and so when you're standing in this judgment, you can't do a thing about it. But today you can. That's huge. Do you understand what you can do today? And, and so this life is so much shorter. Eternity is so much longer than this life. And the choices we make today as Christians, I'll give you an example. So if you're married, you've been married, you'll understand this, that there are times when marriage gets hard and it's a struggle and, and we neither one understand each other and we somehow or other manage to say things that provoke each other and, and am I the only one? Okay, so we, we experience this and sometimes that goes on a lot longer than we want it to and it doesn't seem to be getting better, you know, it seems to be getting worse and, and, and if we are, think, if, if we are putting um, the temporary as more important than the eternal, we will finally say, forget it. This is not worth it to me. The pain is not worth it, not gonna deal with it. Now, let me say, I understand that the world in which we live, it's a sin-cursed world, that there are times when marriages don't make it. 
Okay, so I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but I'm trying to tell you when you're in the middle of that, and you, if you have temporary values, you're going to give up. But if on the other hand, you can say, you know what? God has told me if I will be faithful to him here and, and I will keep trying to do what's right and I'll keep letting it work to change my heart and I'll keep depending on him. So you know what? I'm going to hang in here. Uh, in other words, I'm not going to be the one to quit. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep working on it. Do you understand that even if that marriage doesn't make it, that you in eternity will stand with the Lord and he will say, well done. Well done and reward, it will, it will be a blessing in your life, in your eternity, from then on. And you could apply that kind of thinking, see, to any situation, are you, are you valuing what's eternal over what's temporary, or are you valuing what's temporary over eternal? Gonna make a huge difference. And if you're here today, and you have never received Christ as Savior, you haven't acknowledge that you are a sinner before God and that if you die in that condition, you will go to hell forever. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 20 that, that people like you will be judged according to their works, which will demonstrate that you indeed, like all of us, have sinned. You indeed are guilty before God and will receive this judgment that's rightfully yours. And then it says, anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And this idea of being written in the book of life is mean, did you ever open up and receive Christ? Did you ever finally say, Christ, I receive you as Savior. I accept what you did for me. I receive your life into me. If you've never done that, you're, you're looking at an eternity in hell. And remember, eternity is a lot longer than this life. And so if you're looking at this with temporary values, you're going to say something like, you know, yeah, I see that, but you know, if I become a Christian, if I, if I receive Christ, it's, it's gonna change everything in my life. It's gonna put things in upheaval, and, and, and I'm pretty comfortable right now. I, I don't think I wanna do that. Or maybe it is just, yeah, I see that, and well, I know I need to do that. I, I'll do that someday. But then all of a sudden, Life's over, and you didn't do it. What a terrible place to be. Instead, you want to have eternal value. You want to choose the eternal or the temporary and say, hey, I, I see, I understand that I've sinned against a holy God, and it, it will send me to hell forever, and, and I don't want that. I want to, I, in fact, I want to be with God in heaven forever, and so I choose today to receive Christ as Savior. See, you're valuing the eternal over the temporary, and you will be so glad. In fact, how long will you be glad? Forever. So, we gotta choose the eternal over the temporary because the eternity is a lot longer than this life, and today's choices have eternal results, whether good or bad, and then finally, an eternal perspective will help you deal better with life now. Very seldom do we face choices, and some Christians do, it does happen, but very seldom do we face choices that choosing the eternal now has no effect here. It almost always has effect here. It affects eternity, but it affects here as well. We already read it. Paul said, because we look at life this way, because we choose the eternal over the temporary, we do not what, do you remember? We do not lose heart. See, just making that choice, looking at life this way and making that choice now is going to change how you feel about life now and how you deal with it. I, I can deal with this. I can see that, yeah, 
this does feel long, this does feel hard. Sometimes I don't even know how I keep up, but, but if I can remember that, wait a minute, God is going to set this right in eternity. God is going to reward me, and, and I will see when I get there that it was absolutely worth it. So by faith today, I am going to believe that this is absolutely worth it. And it'll change your perspective on what you're going through. In Romans chapter eight, the apostle Paul says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy even to be compared with what it's gonna be like in eternity. No comparison. So an eternal perspective will help you deal better with life now as well. All right, so we are choosing the eternal over the temporary. How do we do that? Right, how, that sounds good. Well, how do I do that? Well, the first thing I challenge you to do is you gotta make a once and for all big choice that I am going to choose the eternal over the temporary. It's this big choice for my life. It's for the rest of my life going forward. I am choosing to, you know, to value the eternal over the temporary for the rest of my life. Big choice. And then tomorrow you get up and try to live it. And you keep working at living. You say, I gotta get in the Bible and learn more about this. I gotta, you know, uh, get to church and get taught about this. I have to, to read some things. And and, but you're saying, I'm gonna do this. You see what I'm saying? The big choice. This is where I'm headed in life. Okay. Now, once you've made that choice, what you wanna do is, second, is remind yourself at the beginning of every day that what you are doing all that day are making choices that will affect eternity. Okay, remind yourself at the beginning of every day, my choices today. I need to choose the eternal over the temporary because my choices today are gonna matter forever. And, and you can do that by, you know, getting up and sitting down and reading your Bible because it's gonna tell you that and you're gonna talk with God and he's gonna confirm that in your spirit and, and uh, you know, maybe you read some other books and maybe throughout the day you keep reconnecting this, you listen to some Christian music or, or uh, podcast or something, but you just keep reminding yourself. Uh, then the third thing you wanna do is maintain and grow relationships with other people who are also trying to choose the eternal over the temporary. Because you need to hang around those people. And they need to be around you. And you work together, you talk together, you, you encourage one another, sometimes you might challenge one another, but you're spending time. This is what the church is all about. And you need those relationships, so pursue them on purpose. And then, finally, every, every time you have a decision to make, and again, I'm not talking about really silly decisions. I, I mean, they aren't always silly, but you know, do I wear the black socks with no stripe on it today or do I wear the black socks with the stripe? I don't think you need to spend much time on this. But anytime you come to a decision that has some level of significance to it, you wanna ask yourself this question, what difference will this make in eternity? What difference? And for a while, you might have to consciously stop and do that. Eventually, it can kind of become second nature to you. But what difference will this make in eternity? And what you're gonna find is that some things are gonna seem like they make no difference in eternity, but you gotta do them. Okay, this is things like, okay, moms, this is like doing that fifth load of laundry, you know? <laughs> um, mowing the lawn. 
getting oil change in the car, paying your income taxes, whatever it is, right? You say, I can't see what difference it's going to make in eternity, but you have to do them. Well, let me, we need a little shift in perspective. Is life only about this level? Is it only about this level? I'm, a, I'm actually asking you a question. It's not. We already established that, right? And we're going to choose the spiritual material. And so if God has put you in a position in this life where your responsibilities require you to do the laundry and to mow the lawn, and if that's what he's given you, you know what? He has an eternal purpose in that. You know what it is? I don't. I mean, maybe he's building character. But he has it. And so when you look at, you ask, what difference is this going to make? You say, well, you know, I can't see what eternal difference is going to make, but God has given it to me to do. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to be faithful. And that will make a difference in eternity. Then you will have things that you're going to look at in your life and ask the question. They're going to seem like things. This doesn't seem like it makes any difference in eternity either. And I don't have to do it. Hmm. So things like watching another TV show. Spending extra time surfing the web, uh, going out, uh, let's go out for drinks. Uh, and the way the law has changed, right? Let's, let's smoke a joint. I mean, these things are not going to have any kind of positive impact on eternity. And you don't have to do them. So learn to start saying, no, I'm not going to do that and start filling that time up with something that will make a difference for eternity, okay? Some, some things you're gonna look at and ask this question, what difference does this make? And you're gonna say, wow, I can see that this makes a huge difference. This is really good. This will be positive things that will bring reward in the future. It's about being honest, being honest in this situation, about loving people in this situation, about serving people in this situation. This is about choosing the truth over feelings and Jesus over everything else and the spiritual over the, the te- you know, material. And it's all these kinds of things. These things are gonna make a huge difference. Do them, right? Do them and do them again and do them well. Be passionate about doing those things. And then you're going to ask the question again about some things and and you're going to go, you know, it's obvious. This has no positive impact in eternity. This is only negative. These are things that will be lost forever. And that's anything that God says we ought not do. This is things that are not motivated by love for God or others. We know what they are, don't we really? We almost always know what they are when they come up. And if it is of no eternal value, it's gonna be negative, just say no. Just don't do it. And so we wanna live this life of choosing the eternal over the temporary. And it's very simple but it's not necessarily easy because it doesn't come natural to us. What comes natural to us is how do I feel about this what? Right now. That's what comes natural to us. And so we need God to supernaturally work with us and trust him to bring us to that place where we now have second nature and beginning to choose the eternal or the temporary starts to become second nature to us. Can you imagine what, 
would happen to our church if all of us here today really started choosing the eternal over the temporary? Oh man, it would change everything. And not that many of you don't, but you understand what I'm saying? I mean, if we really let God do this in our lives. You know, it may be that you're here today and you have never received Christ as Savior. As I talked about earlier, you're facing that judgment that will be hell. And you're here saying, yeah, you know, I, I have it and I want to. I want to receive Christ as Savior. I want to settle this issue in my life. In just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. I'm going to lead you in a prayer where you can talk to God about this and receive Christ as Savior. And when you're done praying, I'm going to ask you to show that you've prayed that prayer by raising your hand and indicating it to me. So let's do this. Let's everyone bow our heads. Let's all bow our heads, please, and close our eyes. No looking around. We want this to be a private time at this point for, between people and God. If you're here today and you say, yeah, you know what? I don't think I ever have received Christ as Savior, but I want to. Or maybe you're saying, I know I've never received Christ as Savior, but I want to. Well, I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. And, and you pray along with me. You pray silently because God knows what's in your mind and in your heart. He, he'll, he'll hear it. You pray silently and, and you pray along with me and you don't have to pray the exact words. These aren't magic words. But right now, if you want to receive Christ as Savior, pray along with me. Say something like this to God. Say, God, I know that I have sinned. I know I'm guilty before you. And I know if I die that way, I'll go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I believe that Jesus died for my sins, all of them. I believe he rose again from the dead. And, and right now, the very best I know how to do this I receive Christ as my Savior. I accept His payment on the cross for my sins. I receive Christ. Amen. Head still bowed, eyes still closed. If you just pray that prayer with me, and you were sincere about it, every sin has been forgiven. When this life is over, you will go to be with God in heaven and best news of all, God has moved inside and is going to begin helping you to grow as a Christian in your life. But one of the things you need to do is to acknowledge that you've made this decision. And so right now with nobody looking around but me, and I, I'm going to see and I will pray for you, but would you, if you pray to receive Christ, would you right now just lift your hand? Nobody looking around but me. Anyone like that here today? Father, thank you for the gospel and that it does set us free from the penalty of sin and the controlling power of sin and someday the presence of sin. Father, I pray that you would drive deep down into our hearts a need that we need to choose the eternal over the temporary. And you'd help us to see our way to do that in good and practical ways every day. We want to honor you in that. And we also want to experience the blessings that you've promised because of it. So help us to be individual Christians that live this way and to be a church that views life this way and our ministry. And I pray this in Jesus' name.